This is Stokely Hathaway, and you are listening to The A Show on RNC Radio with Justin and Mills. I've been looking for the dream team of podcasting, and guess what? I found them. It's The A Show. Well, my sister Jessica had a security towel. She got it from my grandmother, so it was really special to her. But over time, this white towel got a little more dingy and dirty to the point where this towel was nasty and it stunk. And I remember one day she took that towel and she went to school with it. And of course, a local bully saw her and took the towel from her. That's where little brother Bobby stepped in. I went in there and I found that bully and I took that towel from that bully and I shoved it down his throat. I bet that towel was really, really tasty, Tim. It's that new way. Future Hendrix. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's it, that's it, that's it. Huh? What's going on, everybody? This is Justin, and I am here for the A Show. I'm with my co-host, Meals. What's going on, Meals? Yo, it is a beautiful day in New York City. It's amazing. Like, the weather took a full 180 from wherever we were, like, in April 9th or 10th or wherever we are at. Like, it took a yeah. full 180. It's fucking beautiful outside. I'm, I'm inspired. Yeah. I want to do a podcast outside. No, you don't. You don't want to hear all those 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 uh, outside noises and the rats in the trees in New York. You don't want to hear rats in the trees. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. No, it's a, I'm I'm in a I'm in a pretty good neighborhood up in Harlem. Like it's, a, <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm in a pretty reputable part of the city, um, but it just feels good. I've always wanted to do a podcast outside, but everyone's just like, no, you know, it, it would sound terrible, and I'm like, I agree. <laughs> Probably. I've, I've done it before. I've done it before. And uh, the birds, I think the sound of birds, like you're, you're worried about, you're worried about like birds shitting on you outside. Like I, I was looking, yeah, I was looking up like, oh shit, I don't want to get shit on. Honestly. A bird definitely shit on my hand like two weeks ago. I'm not even. No fucking it. way. It shit on my hand. I was on my phone walking and this is a lesson not to look, not to walk and be on your phone at the same time, even though everyone does it. I'm walking. I'm just walking casually. Boom. They like bullseye nailed it. I'm pretty sure that's what the bird said. Like, because <laughs> he shitted right on my hand and on my phone. And my first response was, I don't know if you ever watched King of the Hill, but when Hank Hill goes, ah, like that's literally. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, my mom says it's good luck, but I felt pretty, you know, I was really grossed out in that moment and I had to find the nearest bathroom. Um, so yeah, that's that's been I'm, my I'm, day. How's, how's your day been? I'm surprised you didn't tell RNC that. I, I guess you were worried. You were concerned that we were gonna we were gonna uh, get at you. I think I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to like just av- like avoid saying things because like I know what's gonna happen. like like you know like going half on dates and all this other thing oh boy yeah that's that's a whole different conversation that's a story for another podcast on another day 
Uncle you Bud. are you are infamous for the for the uh, going Dutch, going meals. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> oh my God! Listen, this is 2018. You know, we the prize. We yeah. At this point, why not? Why not? We we are the prize. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, it's a great day. It's a great day in Los Angeles. Uh, I've had a had a great uh, couple of, of days here. I'm I'm getting a dog. You're getting a dog. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Why? No. I <laughs> I woke up. I woke up. I woke up two two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I said, you know what? I'm down with the dog. And my girlfriend for months has been like, let's get a dog. Let's really do this. And I kind of been like dragging my feet. But like I, I you know, she's been showing me dogs. She wants a French a French bulldog. That's her thing. I gotta and it. I was. Yeah, Google that. They're 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 you know what? They're really beautiful dogs, man. I, I can't even lie. And we originally had uh, a dog in mind that we were gonna pay the deposit on uh last weekend, two weekends ago. And the motherfucking breeder sold the dog before we, was, we even met the dog. And nice. she was just like she was devastated. Like she was so hurt. And so we found another breeder that gave that had a litter that accidentally they they basically had a, a litter on accident. And they were like trying to get rid of them. And we found our dog uh, and I saw him and I was like, that's the one. And, you know, I haven't had a dog in about, I want to say like almost eight or nine years because our family dog passed away uh, when I lived in Virginia. And I I really emotionally just haven't been ready to to have that responsibility. But I I think I'm ready now and I'm kind of excited. I'm going to, he's coming home. Uh, He's coming home imminently. Dogs are nice. Dogs are nice. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay on the dog. Um, yeah, I'm good on the dog, man. Dogs are dogs are nice. Dogs make you happy. Dog. Sometimes dogs are there when no one else is there, and I think they like love you unconditionally, unless you're uh-huh. like a shithole to them. But dogs are nice. I, I I respect the decision. I love the dog. He his name is Migo. Migo. Yeah. Okay. Then, now. Well, but you know, but just to let everyone on the A show know. It was almost Finn. It was almost Finn. It was almost Finn. It was almost Finn Balor. All right. Well, you know what? It was, you know what? We, we got Finn Balor talk to talk about on this podcast nonetheless. Oh, for sure. Which is a great segue into our No Holds Barred uh, segment. <clears throat> let's just start off with, with the money talk. Let's, talk. let's start with the money game talk, boys. Big money. Big money. Yep. Listen, they secured the bag last week, and now it's even, the, the, the bag is just more profound. And, and, you know, we've been predicting that the, these numbers would be crazy because of just the month that they've had as far as business with WrestleMania, Greatest World Rumble, the shakeup and backlash all within a month. Uh, WWE stock is at an all time high. Uh, it closed at forty two dollars and fifty cents yesterday. And I have to say, like, regardless of what we feel about the creative, it is not hurting the money. Oh, the, the the bag is still profound. The money, the business is still flourishing at this point. Like it's crazy. It's crazy how much they've got their how much things they've got their hands into. I mean, they, we talk about the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia that happened last week. Talk about WrestleMania that just happened a few weeks ago. Got another pay per view right. coming up. We talk about you know they they were on Facebook had an exclusive Facebook show. I think they have another exclusive Facebook show as well. Um, coming up or some digital online content thing coming up. It's like WWE has has their hands in so many different things, so many different pots. They're earning so much revenue from so many different places. Like, 
listen, all this is all this is good. leading up to the TV deal. All of this, yeah. Is leading, yeah. And, the, and the TV deal is supposedly supposed to be pr- profound. Also, there are rumors, however, that they will be staying with uh, NBC Universal. They're they're actually going to be appearing, or John Cena and Nikki Bella, uh, which we'll get to in a second, uh, are going to be appearing in the NBC upfront, where that's basically like a a, um, a presentation for investors in a couple of weeks. And it's expected that they're going to stay there. But I think the rumor is that because Miz and Mrs. and a lot of other shows are actually premiering within that time before they re-up on on the TV deal or find a new one, that that's why they're showing up. And that's going to be the the main focus of this upfront. But I mean, all in all, like like Neil said, like the actual money that they're earning and all of the things that that they are doing with just digital platforms and the network and and just original, original programming has just looked, it looks really good on investors. And right now, I mean, even if you're into stocks and you're, you're not, and you're iffy about everything going on, like I'd say buy into the WWE, like they look to be like far and away on top of and in front of a lot of trends that are emerging just as far as digital, like even just the network idea was for its time, incredible. Look at how many people or how many companies have piggybacked off their idea since. Right. I mean, WWE is mega conglomerate business thing. Like it's it's to me, this still is no surprise. I expect it to go even higher at some point. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of things going higher, WrestleMania is rumored to return to Orlando, Florida. Damn near imminently within the next four or five years, uh, Orlando has, is making a play to host WrestleMania in either 2023 or 2025, and they've already taken out over $1 million in order to secure their bid to get the WWE back. Um, if you guys remember last year, Orlando made copious amounts of money <laughs> off of WrestleMania uh, when, when they appeared there last year, and I think that they want to bring that back, and this is more proof that like we just said, WWE is big business wherever they go, and they bring the money with them, and I think just having a weekend like that for Orlando again will actually it just makes them look good. I'm fine with WrestleMania Orlando. I like warm weather WrestleManias. Yes. I'm not, you know, listen, WrestleMania's coming to New York um, next year. I'm not looking forward to that. Well, so New York. It's not New York, which is fucking... The promotion is New York. It's not fucking New York. (laughs) You hate that. You hate hate it because it's New Jersey. Like, why do I want to go to New Jersey? It's... The thing is, it's just like... Part of me is like thinking of all the things that are like, oh my God, traffic. Oh my God. Everything, like trains. Oh my God. You know, MTA. Just everything traveling there. And oh my God. God, can, I Uber, can I Uber there or do I have to take the train? So you can Uber there, but here, here's what I suggest. And here's what a lot of people do who go to like shows that are in that New Jersey area that kind of represent New York. Because a lot of people have done it with like Beyonce, con- Beyonce concerts and Jay-Z concerts and all this other things. You essentially have to like walk a mile away from the stadium to get a decent Uber back into the city to avoid like congestion with everyone ordering ubers and everyone on the train and everyone driving at the same time right so it's kind of uh, but you can you can definitely uber it i mean i I would probably recommend ubering it it's just you probably likely going to be stuck in traffic now a lot of people including our 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 homie ampavelli uh big fan of the show big fan of his show um, he said that he did not like the the stadium in Orlando. So and there are not a lot of people that are a fan of this. Listen, at this point, if you know WrestleMania is coming, 
you better this shit better be in tip top shape. You, better, <laughs> you know, I think we can miss a few whatever Marlins games or you know wh- whoever the fuck plays in that stadium, and we can sort of gussy up the place. I mean, he says the chairs are uncomfortable. I, I I have no doubt in my mind that the chairs are probably uncomfortable, so they need to fix that. He they said need that to- those were the same. He said that they used the same chairs that they used back when segregation was legal. Just let's just be clear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Well, listen, we can, they need to, they need to fix that up. If, we, we're, if yeah, we're getting some sure. Do you I, feel I'm like it's going back I, to LA again? Um, LA stadium isn't set to be done. Let, let's see when it's set to be done. Uh, random stadium. Cause we just finished a soccer stadium, which I, I, I confused with, uh, with that. This, the Los Angeles Stadium at Hollywood Park, that broke ground last year. Let's see when it's supposed to be finished. It's not coming anytime soon. Actually, no, no, no. It is, it is coming pretty soon. Uh, when is it set to be finished? When is it set to be finished? Uh, sorry. Googling this, this here. Stadium. Let's see. Uh, 2023 looks like. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm bugging. It's, uh, it's planned to open in 2020. It's going to have the Super Bowl in 2022. Oh, okay, uh, listen, I'm sure WWE would want to be one of the first occupants of that stadium. So I would say if they're going to New York next year, it's opening in 2020. I I would predict that it's that it's going to have WrestleMania on the 2021 year. Yeah. So if if we're to believe it, then Next year will be New York. I, I really think they really want to do Minnesota. I think Minnesota will happen in 2020. Who they bring to Minnesota? They've been wanting to do Minnesota forever, yo. I don't know who they would bring, but I'm not a I'm not a fan. I don't think anyone is a fan of just like going to WrestleMania. In do you cold. hear the Do you hear the music in the background? By the way, yeah, I hear that music. What is that? This is Cardi B. There's a show going on in the other room. Um, Crap. Turn that shit down. All right. Give me a second. Yeah. So expanding this stadium, I'm not cutting this out, by the way. I don't think Mills knows that. I'm not cutting this out. Just for anyway. I'm not cutting it out. Whatever. But, <laughs> but the capacity of the, the LA, the Los Angeles stadium is 70,240, but it's expandable to 100,000 for hmm. Super Bowls, Final Fours, FIFA World Cups, Summer Olympics, and other major events. I think WWE is going to try and go for the, at least the 90. That's big money. That's just big money. That's just big it's gonna money. Ha- and it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Listen, the, the power of the dollar in WWE is going hand in hand. And this um, is also going to be the uh, – it's going to, to basically be the third like facility in, in Los Angeles to host like multiple teams. So it's going to be holding mm-hmm. the uh, Rams and the Chargers. Right. And the, so it, it's going to be nuts. I, I really, I really think that this is going to be a, a big move if they decide to do that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what's rumored to happen in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty five. Uh, do you want to talk about again? I always have to ask you. Do you want to talk about Nikki Bella and John Cena? Um, you know, it's very salacious. I don't know much of the news. I know I've been keeping up. I know news has been like posted on like U.S. Weekly, like the the the, the main media outlet sources that you would get all your news from. I know it's right. been posted there. But I don't know too much of the specifics. But I feel like you know what? Maybe that's maybe we save it for another time. Okay. Uh, well, all I will have to say on this is Nikki Bella did return to social media uh, this week. 
she had a new video come out and she has confirmed that she has been staying with uh with her sister Bree. And that's all I'll get to with that. But the salacious details are, are even more. We could go for hours on this, but I, I think that it is better that we just don't even get into that. I, I don't think it's for one. I don't think it's true. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll bring it up at a different time. Uh, Mills, did you watch the New Japan cards from last weekend? All right. So here's what I have to say about uh, that. Uh, I saw the gifts. This is exactly what I said last time that would happen. I saw the gifts on the timeline. Okay. Um, I meant to watch it, never watched it. And then they announced everything for Dominion. And I was like, okay, I watched that. <laughs> and that's, that's essentially Dominion that. is a big car. Dominion, I'm hearing. Uh, Dominion, I'm sorry. Dominion is a big card. I would love to have our homeboy Chris Mack on the card to talk about that uh, in, in five weeks when it does uh, happen. Uh I will say, as as a whole, the Duntaku cards were a mixed bag to me last week. I think wrestling as a whole was a mixed bag last week, <laughs> just as a whole. Uh, but you, you did have a big match between Okada and uh, Tanahashi, which Okada did win in about 30 minutes, and he did break uh, Tanahashi's streak of defenses. So, yay, there you go. Uh, we all knew it was going to happen. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was most interesting is that uh, Kenny Omega, he called out Kenny Omega and said he basically wants to end this. And Kenny Omega says that, okay, we're going to end this, but it has to be a no time limit. Best two out of three falls match for the IWGP championship. They are at two and two a piece. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you think? Who do you like? Do you, do you think, do you like that main event? I think we all predicted it, but do, do you, is that something that excites you? Yeah, it's something that excites me. I think, you know, the current iteration of Kenny Omega, um, I think we we both agreed last week that he's kind of taken a step back from where he was maybe a year or two years ago. But I think, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a lower profile, but I'm still overall excited for the match because I just think in general, these two have great chemistry with one another. I think it's a great, you know, I think just the stipulation kind of makes it really definitive, which I really like. Um, yes. although it leaves the door open for an extremely long match, but oh, yeah, they're going an hour. They're, they're going, I think they're going over that. I think they're, I think they saw what Seth Rollins did on Raw and it was like, yo, we could beat that. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. I'm actually looking forward to this main event. I mean, the two guys worked well with each other. They had match of the year candidates, at least two, at least three out of five of the match of the year candidates like last year. So it's kind of like it's a no brainer to me. I'm with it. Yeah, I, I'm super excited. Uh, as, as you guys already know, we voted uh, Kenny Omega and Okada match of the year last year. So this is, you know, there's a lot of potential, you know, things that will come out of this match. And, and I'm very, very excited to see where they go with it. And, I, and, to, and, you know, I agree, like Kenny needs a win. Like, I don't think he's had a stellar match besides uh, the tag match with the Golden, with, with the uh, Bucks and, and Ibushi. I don't think he's had a... Uh, stellar match since that i mean the jericho match was cool but i think it's kind of in the back of people's minds at this point i don't even think it would, it would hit my top 10 of the year if, if it came down to that um another interesting match on the dominion card which was interesting as well and i think i'll just run through the card and just go from bottom to top right yeah. we'll get to that match uh will osprey versus the best of the super juniors winner uh that tournament will be going down this month uh you have people like chris sabin and uh, takahashi and ach in that tournament so will osprey will face the winner of that match uh ray mysterio is going to be on the show getting the bag all over the place listen double bag double month everything man listen i'm i'm i'm, I'm here for it 
So he's going to be facing an opponent that is yet to be determined. I'm guessing that it'll be maybe the runner-up of the Super Juniors tournament, and obviously they can't tell you who that is yet. Uh, Hiroki Goto and Michael El- uh, versus Michael El- Elgin versus Taichi for the uh, Never Openweight Championship. You've got uh, LIJ, Evil and Sonata versus the Young Bucks for the IWGP Tag Championships, which I think they, they could possibly win there. And you also finally fucking have the match. Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship, which I think has very, very like big stipulations added to it. I do think Chris Jericho could win this title. I think so as well. I think, listen, he's a famed Intercontinental Champion over here in the States. I think adding another Intercontinental Championship just worldwide. And plus, I think it if he if he's willing to stay and continue to do these dates, why not? I think he's an excellent commodity. He's proven he can draw at, the, at Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. He, yeah. has, he gets great reactions anytime he shows up. He's a dynamic superstar. I think for the role of intercontinental champion, I think it fits him to a T, and I think it probably do more than Tatsuya Naito. Um, yeah, it'll help Naito a lot. How do you feel about the beatdown angle? You know, it's... You know, I thought it was standard. I don't know. It was just like a run of the mill, you know, beat him down, you know, make my intentions known sort of deal. So yeah, I wasn't... I, yeah. I like crazy... Gaijin Jericho, I think that it's cool, but I think people are mixing up uh, someone cussing and yelling loudly and, and like punching people for real with like actual, you know, weight behind their, their <laughs> weight yeah. behind their actual character. Like I, I, I'm cool with the beatdown. I thought it was really good. It was cool that, that Naito got color there because it showed that um, that you know it was a serious a serious angle, but like. Again, I I am struggling to find the story here, so I guess we'll we'll get more of that as, as it goes on. But um, I think it'll be a good match regardless. I hope. Uh, but the thing is, like, again, Jericho is not does not wrestle these like 30, 40 minute you know drag out matches, and this isn't going to be like from what we know right now, it's not going to be a no DQ match like the Kenny Omega match was. So uh, if this is a straight wrestling match, I, I'm I'm wondering how long it's going to go and and how it's going to be structured, especially with Naito, who is kind of like he's on a whole different level than Jericho right now. Easily. Um, so, speaking of a whole different level, we have a whole different level of disappointment and just literal. I, I think just it, this this broke a lot of people. <laughs> this pay per view and this weekend broke a lot of people. We had backlash on, um, which is possibly could could it quite possibly be the worst pay per view of the modern era. No. <laughs> Whatever that pay-per-view was that had Rusev and John Cena in a flag match was pretty terrible overall. Battleground? Um, yeah, that one was pretty bad. That one was the most like, all right, well, you know, yeah, that one was pretty bad. But this one was also very bad. It was, it, it really, as as the first sort of, you know, dual pay-per-view era that we're heading in, this was a pretty, pretty bad showing. This was a pretty, yeah. It was it was pretty bad overall. Started off great. Started off yeah, amazing. I, I think I think that even just I mean, even if you if even if you count the Ruby Riot and Bailey match, which was really good to me, the first two matches on the show were like, okay, we might have we might have been wrong. Right. Um, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins in the, in the Miz, and I think a match of the year contender right right now to me. Oh, easily. I, you know, you know, I think just where they're both at in their careers right now they're both hitting on all cylinders and just to have them even have that match i mean at this point you know after the shake-off the match didn't even make any sense to continue to have but 
just the fact that they had it and they sort of blew everything out of the water. It's, it's amazing. It's one of the best matches in WWE all year. Yeah. And again, the, the main uh, constant in these matches uh, is Seth Rollins. And I think he's just, he's the guy. And, and I don't think that anyone's denying that. I don't think anyone can deny that. They have rehabbed this guy. And I thought a year ago, we were talking about this, this guy a year ago, that he just seemed cold. He was just yeah. out there on a limb. And, and, and literally, we weren't, just, we weren't even the only people talking about it. I mean, we had, you know, even Stone Cold on his podcast would talk about how he just doesn't feel like Seth Rollins has it. He doesn't feel that fire. Even in this big program against Triple H last year for WrestleMania, he didn't necessarily feel anything despite, you know, Seth Rollins being a, a big star. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the the fact that they sort of rehab them and just build them into this like this Iron Man, this you know do all just amazing matches. The fact that he's found that balance as a face that where he was as a heel for a very long time a number of years ago is is just incredible. Yes, I I absolutely think that Seth is really com- coming to his own. And, and again, we we talked about Kenny Omega earlier. It's like this is really like Kenny Omega run. And it's amazing that he's having this in the WWE where it's like, he's having matches with everybody. Right. And even raw, he made me care about a, a fucking Mojo Raleigh match. Like he, he got something out of Mojo Raleigh. And I, and I thought that was, you know, incredible. But um, as backlash went on, it just, it just seemed like we, it was slipping away from us. I mean, we had, we had a, a really flat Nia Jackson, Alexa bliss match. Um, and and uh, one thing that was very noticeable in the show is, was how predetermined it all seemed. Like, and I know it's funny to even say predetermined, but it seemed like kind of futile. That's the word I want to want to use. Like, it was futile. Like, all these matches really didn't really mean anything in the end. No, and it was and it was kind of I don't know. Well, I think just this just ended up being the second pay per view in, in in two weeks, but this ended up being like pretty much the secondary pay per view at this point because. This was as big as the show was originally supposed to be. It was more of a transitional pay-per-view. We got this great Seth Rollins versus Miz match. But as you say, the Nia Jax match went flat. Um, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, I don't even think they bothered to get into second gear for their match. No. Like it, it, Daniel Bryan, big cast was fair, but, you know, it was short and it, it is what it is. We had Carmella versus Charlotte Flair, which was I, pretty I, much... I did not like that match. I didn't like that. It literally went how everyone predicted it would go. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I know Carmella like tweeted that she was better in ring and and for to her credit, like she has gotten better. I do not think that mixing her with Charlotte Flair. I don't. I don't think Charlotte Flair is someone who enhances the talent that they face. I think Asuka is. Um. I think Charlotte plays down to whoever she's wrestling. And we'll talk about that on SmackDown. But like since, since Mania, Charlotte has not impressed me. No. And I think it's really when she gets these great dancers, she can, it's not something like, you know, we talked about this a little bit with, with even Seth Rollins, hell, even the Miz at this point, um, being able to elevate your opponent and sort of understand what they bring to the ring and how to sort of highlight their, you know, their positives and sort of keep their negatives hidden. Um, There's a very few, I think to me, there's very few of the women on the roster who can bring that out. Um, I think Asuka's one who sort of brings the best out of their opponent. I think Natalia from time to time, but Natalia's matches kind of haven't been his. Yeah. They're whatever. And, 
I think Sasha Banks. I think Sasha Banks is someone who who brings it out of the opponent. Um, and and we'll talk about on Raw. I mean, Ember Moon is also on fire, but yeah. it's a. It, Charlotte doesn't seem to have that quality in her quite yet. Now, I do think she'll get there one day. I think it's, there's a switch that you hit one day, but just not right now. Yeah, it's it's not. To me, it's, we'll talk about it on SmackDown. Again, I, I hate like always saying that, but like it, that match just never got out of first gear to me, and it just seemed like they were underwater. Um, then we then you had the WWE Championship match, which I, I asked you know earlier that day, like, so does Nakamura win here? And, you know, everyone's like, no, he's not going to win. And I was like, okay, cool. But, like, what do you do with this character? And then I was – nothing could have prepared us for, the, for what the fuck we saw at that match. Like, I was really loving this match. And they gave it 21 minutes. I was loving this match. And I loved the – you know, how AJ came back from the, from the low blow and he gave Nakamura his own. And I was like, okay, I would be cool if Nakamura lost that way. Because that's his come up. I love it. So they kick each other on the balls and they both don't get up. And that's how you end the match. The crowd audibly booed for a very long time after this. They 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 hated this finish, and I, everyone else hated this finish. And I, I just got to be honest, like this, I'm I'm done seeing these two together right now. This is this is a finish you would see. Just two people being knocked out by both kicking each other in the balls is like very like America's Funniest Home Video, like Simpsons. Like it's it's comedic in a sense, and and. It, and it's that sort of factor that just takes the wind out of the match itself. You have yeah. these very competitive match between two amazing athletes, and this is the way you end the match. It's kind of comedic, but at the same time, it takes away, yeah, it takes away the levity of the actual match. I think, you know, we're learning now, and I think we're continuing to learn that it's not so much the dance partners with translating everything from, you know, what happened in New Japan to WWE, because New Japan has yeah. their own style. And WWE yeah. has their own style and WWE leans on sort of this entertainment factor and telling a story and all these other things. But New Japan sort of leans on the story comes through the physicality in these matches and just some of the things that happen outside and how they build up. But it's usually match based like you. But just this is a bad way to end this match, man. And it was probably the best. Of, it was it was nearing on being the best of the three. Yeah. And they've been getting better every single time. I would still say to me, uh, just overall, like I like the finish to the first one a lot better. And it's like there are parts of these matches that they have that are really, really good. And then they fuck it all up. And I just I don't understand what what is so hard about just just let AJ beat him. And it's like you don't want to beat Nakamura like Nakamura does not lose a lot. Right. He, he doesn't lose to a lot of people. But then it's like you don't want to beat AJ. And it's like. It's the same shit that they, that they kind of do. And it's like, figure out what you want to do with these characters and stop leaving them in this holding pattern, like running and running it in, in a wheel. Like, I don't understand what, what they do here. But um, this match is, you know, their feud is not done, obviously. But that that match was probably one of the it, it just kind of signaled the end of the show. Um, yeah. You had the, you had the tag match between Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, which no one gave a fuck about. Uh, I, I didn't care about it either. And then you had Roman Reigns, as we predicted, Samoa Joe sacrificing himself to get Roman over again did not work. Uh, I, I don't think this will work. I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing with Roman. Joe wasn't even on SmackDown this week. Uh, probably getting ready for the European tour that they're about to go on this week. Just uh, overall backlash was was it was a dud. Uh, I I think that the guys are tired, and that's another thing. Like these 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 performers look fucking exhausted. 
and I, and yeah. I think that, that comes through in the matches. Like these matches don't even they're not even breaking like a ten minute mark. You know, like these guys are fucking beat. You know, they they've had a long schedule, and the schedule continues over the next two weeks when they're over there in London, and then they'll be back, and then it'll be Money in the Bank before you know it. But it's a it's a long, tiresome schedule they've been on, and but I think more so different from the schedule. I think just. At this point, creative is sort of doing them a disservice, even to the Roman Reigns thing. I'm, I talked about Roman Reigns needs to be end up calling a shot at some point, but my God, man, like just the way this match went, people were leaving during the match because they yeah. knew how it was going to end. There were people, there was, vi- there was video of people leaving during the match. At this point, they were just like, I guess they saw Braun and it was like, okay, this is over. But <laughs> it's, it's just the the fact we had just one we have one of the best rosters of all time and just the creative is sort of sort of wasting it and and we only had one good match and it was at the beginning it was kind of you know it, it's it's a very smarky thing to sort of complain about but at the same time it's like you know you pay for the network you pay for your ticket to the show you want to be sort of entertained throughout and you just want to keep the crowd engaged i think everything yeah. just happened here was kind of lazy I was out of it by the Nakamura match. I was I was willing to to give it a, the give it an opportunity, and it's like you know, just even just the bigger conversations has to happen with what's going on with, with the way that they book the top guys in, in this promotion. And you know, like we said, like the money ain't hurting. You know, they're they're not they're not hurting for money. Like they're making a lot of money, but when the creative starts to suffer, that that's a problem. And and I think and I pray and I hope that this gets cleared up in, in the coming weeks, but we have five weeks to build money in the bank. And I think that's the longest that they've had to build anything in, in quite a while. And we'll see how they do that in the next, in the, in the next five weeks. Um, one thing I, I do want to say, I, I have to say from the bottom of my heart to my co-host meals. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm very sorry. I'm what? sorry. What you sorry? I'm sorry. Uh, I've been since me and you became friends in, in around 2013, 2014, I have, uh, always ragged on you for a certain fandom that you have and a certain affinity that you have to a certain wrestler. Uh, oh, I like where this is going. <laughs> who I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I was not a, a huge fan of, I, I have to say. I, I thought he brought everything down. I, I think the, I still do think that his main event at WrestleMania 27 was one of the worst main events I've ever seen in my life. Worse than Backlash. Uh, All right, well. However, their opinion, sure. Take, take, you know, just take it, just take it, take it, take this as it comes. Uh, but I will say that I, I got to eat. I got a plate in front of me. Uh, there is a crow on it. He is lightly seared uh, on both sides. I have a knife and a fork. I am preparing to eat the crow. And I will tell you right now that the Miz is, is awesome. And he is currently one of the top five formers in the WWE today. So there you go. I think Mills just fell out of his chair. Hold on. Is, uh, is, am I back? Yes. All right. I, everything is just happening so quickly. Um, listen, I, I knew for a long time. I knew the type of person that Miz was. And, you know, I don't want to spend too much time bragging or going over this long spiel. I'm going to save this for the day I actually interview The Miz. Um, <laughs> but I knew I knew he had this in him for a long time, and I knew he was always a hard worker. And I'm just glad 
at this point in his career, everyone else has seen it. And everyone else is sort of, you know, going, you know, he's really, and you know what, I'm proud of him because he wasn't always the best. It's not like he came out and he was the best and I just thought he was the best and everyone was fucking wrong. He mm-hmm. built to that point. He's built to this period in his career where he's sort of killing it in the ring. Like he's killing it on every level. He's hitting everything. He's hitting every mark. He, at, at this point, I don't even think they need to give him a script. He just goes out and freestyles it. Um, he's really come to his own. And I think he's one of those characters that just knew what was hindering him and knew what would stop him from, you know, being going down in history. And that was probably his end-run work. And he's improved on it. And, and I think... His series with Ziggler a number of years ago is like series is it's beef with Daniel Bryan. I think all these things have just become a perfect storm into making the Miz one of the best superstars. Arguably top three in the WWE. Top five. Top five. Don't play with me. It's top five, motherfucker. Don't well, play with me. No, we all have our opinions. But arguably in the top echelon. 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 Echelon in the WWE. Miz fans. Miz fans don't know how to don't even know how to pronounce words. See, listen, I don't need to know how to pronounce words. We're Miz fans. His name is the Miz. Wow, that's some Trump shit. I don't need to know how to pronounce words. <laughs> Shut up! Come on, don't don't do that. You gave Miz the moment, and then you gonna throw Trump in there? Come on, let's let's do this. Let's, let's... <laughs> I mean, Miz, remember in the real world where Miz said he never had black friends, he never grew up around black people, and then he but says now- some racist shit. I 100% believe that, and we could have talked about it on an oft podcast called Mad Real World that maybe we'll update. <laughs> maybe we'll upload oh, one. man, remember that shit? Oh, my God. If it, The precursor to the A show, by the way. Um, yes. Um, but I do believe, and look where he's at now. My man is out here. He, he was at some point teaming with R-Truth. My man, he's, he's making so many different He's just doing so much, and he's doing so well. And I'm I, happy I to think be that, fan. I think it was really telling and really dope that they show his money in the bank win on SmackDown on Tuesday, and you see the difference. Just even in the swagger, it's just different. Like he would never hold a belt up like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, I was just like just the way he looked, and you know he had Alex Riley at his side, but at that time in 2010. Um, Ugh, but I, I just, I, yeah, what an error, right? I just disgusting. But now it's like he, he's put together matches that I have to say, like someone like a ring general would do. And, and I think what, what Miz has come to terms with is that he can't do everything, you know, and he doesn't try to. But for a, for a heel that he is built on getting heat, every spot that he does means something. So when he does something new, like when he tripped up Jeff Hardy on the, uh, on the apron. Uh, on, on Tuesday, he might have not have ever done that before, but he did that just for the heat to take out Jeff Hardy, you know, to clip his wings off, so to speak. And I noticed the little things that he does that he didn't used to do. He catches people on dives now. How crazy is that? He catches people. He's a thinking man's wrestler at this point. Uh, all right. All right. All right. At this point, he's a thinking man. Like, listen, you saw the match with Seth Rollins. As good as Seth Rollins is, it just wasn't all Seth Rollins in that match. There was a lot of things that The Miz did that contributed to this match. And The Miz could have been someone who just said, like, yo, there's no way you're kicking out of two skull-crushing finales. But that happened. Yeah. Think of how big that was. Like, to take your finisher and have the guy kick out twice and understand what that means for Seth Rollins, who's in this moment right now, and building and, and, and on, on this, 
extreme high and being able to do that, it enhances the character of Seth Rollins. Like it, it, he's, he's doing more than I think what a lot of people would like to give him credit for, but I think he's starting to really get this credit nowadays. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's all I really wanted to say. I, I, I do think that Miz has, has really changed and, and come full circle and it's a testament to how, you know how WWE, we, we get on them for not giving up on people. Mm-hmm. This is a testament of, of them when they, you know, when they don't give up on someone. And I think that they've always put him in position, even when he was on, when he, even when he was cold, like they, they've kind of always put him in position where he could always heat up a baby face or he could right. always heat up an angle or heat up a, a, a segment. And it's now coming to fruition. It's like, it's, it's kind of like the inverse of, of Roman where it's like, they didn't give up on him and it worked, but they didn't give up on him because they knew that there were certain aspects of him that did work. Right. Whereas, Roman, they don't understand. They're so tone deaf to the idea that there are some things with this character that just do not work and they just won't admit it. And, and I think you look at Miz as an example of like what's happening. And, and you know what? If, if you want to draw another parallel, look at Bray Wyatt right, right now. Like they're, they're going all in on what does work with this character. And that is how weird he is. And that is how he can team up with someone kooky like that and finally get some like he's I would say like Bray's over again. It's kind of over. I think he's over as a subsidiary of Woken Matt Hardy, but I'm hoping I would have rather him been, been a face on his own. Like, I think that would have been a nice little wave. But, you know, it, we, we're here. I can't beg and choose. Like, this is at the point. This is better than everything that we've gotten over the last two years from Bray Wyatt. So, and it it's a, yeah. Uh, and like, you want to get into Raw SmackDown now and get to the review? Let's get into Raw SmackDown. All right, so we're on SmackDown. We're uh, bookended and and started with the Money in the Bank qualifiers for both shows. There will be eight people in each uh, Money in the Bank. Did I say we're wrong about Money in the Bank? Did I wall out? Um, No, you said Money in the Bank. I don't think there will be eight people for the Money in the Bank, though. Wait wait a minute, no? I thought there was eight both. I think there will be six. I'm thinking there's going to be six. Just from the way they... I'm thinking it's going to be it's six. Eight. It's eight. It's eight? It's 100% eight? It's okay. eight. It's eight. It's eight. It's eight for both. Uh, I think because they're running. Any ideas you want to do? I'm saying that because they're Go running ahead. it pretty slowly. Like, they're giving men two matches and women one. So, it makes me think by the end of the night, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be six. But, you know, whoever, we, we'll see what happens. Um, especially because the last one was six, like six women. Um, yeah, it, it looks like eight here because if you're if you're splitting brands, it's cool to be even to have four and four. But I think what they'll do is have a either a beat the clock or like a final battle royal or, or a fatal four way or a fatal five way to determine the, the last person. Um, do you want to spitball just from who we have left who, who get into the uh, into the match? Or do you want to do that after review? Let's do it after reviews and let's spitball who, who we think. And we can come back to this. I'll write it down. We'll come back to this. Uh, I'd say they'd have finished in about three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. And we'll see. Oh, yeah, who, it'll be eight women. It's going to be eight women. Yeah, we'll see who will be at the end. So we had the qualifier matches there. Uh, as on the Raw side, you have Braun Strowman who beat Kevin Owens. What's going on with these two, with, with him and Sammy? That's one thing I do want to talk about. I, like, they, they are doing another breakup angle with these guys. I think they don't know what to do. I think that's really it. I think um they don't know what to do yet. Um, I think maybe as the year goes on, we'll begin to discover a purpose for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But I think currently right now on Raw, there is nothing to do. And I think there's, there's not a lot to do for everybody without a belt and people to really chase after it. Um, 
How about how about this? Make them face. Like stop bullshitting. Just make them faces. I, I don't know why there's there is a there is a complete lack of face tag teams on the raw side to mm-hmm. face uh, the Drew McIntyre and and um, Dolph Ziggler's and the AOPs. Just make them faces. Uh, and they, Give them a run. Like I, I don't have an issue with that. They'll, they'll have they're, they're a great tag team. Let them be a tag team. Stop putting them in, the, in these positions where where they lose all the time. And while they look good, like Kevin Owens and Braun put on a fucking barn burner. I'm not even gonna lie. Like that match, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. But like beating Kevin Owens, I think he's there's so much better for him to be either a and, and a lot of people say he could be a top heel and anything. And and I agree. But if if you give them a chance to possibly break through and be faces and, and give them a chance to break through as top faces that could happen as well. And it could also rehab Sammy. So let like stop bullshitting. I think so too. I mean, at this point, anything else at this point, because it's not working, nothing's yeah. working. Uh, so we have Braun Strowman, uh, basically go, uh, breakthrough first there. And you also had Ember Moon in a, in a really great three-way match between her, uh, Ruby Riot and Sasha Banks. Did you enjoy this match? I love the match. I love a, I love a good triple threat match. I love the competitors in this match. I thought they had amazing spots. I think they all respect one another in a ring very very much, and I think they also have great chemistry in this in the ring a lot as well. And I love Ember, how they go ahead. I'm go sorry. ahead. I love how they kept the interactions between Ember and Sasha very limited. They didn't put them they didn't put them against each other very much in this match, and I I love that because they're, they're they're saving that for uh for later. I think it's a. I think just what they did for Ember Moon at this match. You know, she's been off Raw for a couple of weeks, but what they just did there, I think it it just helps so much, and it's amazing. Um, it's, I, also, yeah. I also like how they're building Ruby Riot. Uh, of course, she did beat uh, Bailey and Sasha within the same week, but she didn't look weak and losing this this triple threat. I think they have very big plans for Ruby. I I I would say that like she's one of my favorite. Um, she's one of my favorite female performers. Uh, in the company right now and I think she does it she's just improved you know week over week and I see it like there was a little bit she was a little jittery when she first started but I think she's becoming more confident in herself in the ring I I still think her offense is better suited for a face like her her, she doesn't scream heel to me at all but I I really like the way she she looks in ring uh, lately I agree you know what I agree I'm not always I'm not the biggest Ruby Ryder supporter Um, I don't hate her I'm not the biggest supporter, but I do agree that she'd probably be better suited as a face. But at this point, there's heels. She's not really doing half bad. Um, I question the Riot Squad and what roles they have, you know, outside of this or in this or pretty much in any part of this. But it's, uh, you know, it's still going well for Ruby Wright at this point. So uh, uh, Ember Moon did win that match. She is the first participant from Raw to be in the Women's Money in the Bank. We have three, three more left. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that match and I really enjoyed the Sasha and Bailey storyline advancing more with Bailey coming out to, to save Sasha. And that is actually, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I think we'll look back on this, on this storyline and be like, just completely weirded out by the first four months of it. And then when it finally gets, gets running, like, I think we'll forget all about the rest of it. This is like some weird mango or some anime that's going on. Like, is this really long-term, like to the point where nothing's really going on. And it's just these characters with these point kind of storyline. Like they need to, and I'm like, like yeah. If you don't want to turn either of them, then just 
finish the storyline. Yeah, don't do it. Have them be friends. Have them just have them, everyone, everyone have a good feel good moment. They hug in the ring. Everything is good. They figure out, you know, some, you tell the story that sometimes friends have disagreements and sometimes friends don't think they're friends anymore. But at, at the end of the day, maybe, you know, they get past whatever issues they're going forward and it makes them stronger. Who knows? You could have that story. That's a real nice story. Yeah. But I don't I know where they're going for. I completely agree. Yeah, I have no clue what they're going for, but I did like the the progression this week. I thought it was good with Bailey finally coming out and being the bigger person. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, no, let's go to the men's side of the Money in the Bank uh, qualifiers. You had Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, very, very loved in Long Island on Monday, which was a Long Island was an awful crowd, but it seemed like they were just there to boo Roman that uh, on on Monday night. Like they didn't care about anything else but booing Roman. I'll be honest. The show didn't have that much to to to, to cheer about, but Roman Reigns. This triple they, they sat on their hands. They sat on their hands during that really good uh, Kevin Owens Braun Strowman match, and they sat on their hands during that really good women's three way match. I I call bullshit on, on Long Island on Monday. I think uh, I don't know. Long Island's weird. I don't go there. Um, shout <laughs> to everyone who lives there, but. This was a pretty interesting match. I think, you know, just a triple threat. You, you, they were able to keep Roman safe at the same time. They were able to put over Finn Balor. I think um, Finn Balor got a much-needed win after these Which, very valiant losses. Uh, I think uh, I think that I'm not sure this is a storyline that they're, that they're making for him, but... Like Finn winning the big one and money in the bank and, and going on and, and turning heel because of the briefcase, I think is just a natural way to rehab this character. And I think more than anybody else who will, will predict to be in this match, I think Finn needs it more than anyone else. But I still think that like if they put Roman in this match, Roman will win this match. And, and I'm hoping that they don't do that. Yeah, I, I don't think you know what? I don't know. I don't think they should put Roman in this match. I think, man, doing Roman and and obviously in the match, Jinder Mahal uh, and Roman seems to be the program going forward. Well, but like the thing, it's it's an interpromotional match, so it's not like there's a ton of spots open. There's there's a number of people who could be slotted into this match. There's only two more spots left on Raw, and there's two more spots left on SmackDown after this week's episodes. So it doesn't have to be Roman, you know. Okay, we'll talk about we'll talk about who we think it probably could be. I mean, do you want to talk about it now? No, let's let's get through the shows because we gotta we gotta get to SmackDown too. Let's just let's just run through Raw. Um, what do what do you think about Roman and Gender being the the program going for? I think we predicted this when the shakeup happened. I think that I was like called it. Oh my god, I called it. Uh, it's a booze. That's what I think. Booze for both. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen like. I don't think Roman has like super great matches anymore. Like I, I don't think this year has been a great a great year for him as far as match quality. Like so, I don't know what he can get a gender. Yeah, not this year. Roman's still fair. Roman's still fair. He's not. He's not. You know, he's not having these big matches. I don't think he's had like a match that he could really sink his teeth into. Besides the one with the Miz at the top of the year, where the Miz won the Intercontinental Championship. But uh, I don't think he. I don't think he's had a lot to you know to sort of handle or, or over the last year so i i don't think it he has a lot so i don't know we'll i see. don't know i i did i i just thought that just the booking of this is going to be very interesting the way that they they pull it i i don't think they're going to do roman and gender in a match in chicago i just think that's just not where they're going to go i think you put them both in the match but we'll, we'll get to that in a second in uh, uh, yes that they'll 
they'll fucking slaughter that match, especially the night after fucking takeover. Easily. Uh, it, how do you feel about the commentary team on Raw? I, I think last night was where it broke me. I, told, I, I said this a long ass time ago that I do not like the coach in this, in this chair. I think it ruins it. I think it, 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 it ruins the credibility because they're pretty much shitting on coach for the entire three hours. Yes. And I think to be honest, at some point he deserves it. I think he makes some sort of, I, th- I think he doesn't quite realize where he's back at yet. Or quite honestly, this is, this is coach's MO for the last number of years. Um, or at least in his previous stint as a commentator on raw, where he doesn't truly like to me, he doesn't add much to the product. Yeah. Um, he doesn't highlight it. He's not like a color commentator that you can sort of uh, really get behind, but it's, and the fact that they shit on him so much, like, it's just, how are you supposed to believe him? I don't like the coach on commentary. He's the, my least part, favorite part of commentary. I'm saying bring Booker back. I, and I, and I think that, that just in general, he's making everyone worse. I even a year ago, even with, with with Booker, I still thought Corey brought something to the show. Now it almost feels like Corey doesn't speak unless he's being condescending to someone, mm-hmm. uh, marking out over uh, marking out over fucking Elias or somebody like that, or, or I'm sorry, Matt Hardy, or you know, getting a pull or flubbing a line. It's like I just feel like they're they just don't work together. And even like listening to to Corey on SmackDown compared to Raw, it's night and fucking day. Yeah. Like he's so much better on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. He has a great announcing, a great young people who are just into it. You can tell they're fans of it and everything like that. Coaches trying to incorporate his sports commentary into it. And I don't even know if he was good at that. I never really listened to him. But um, it's, yeah, it's just bad overall. I, I don't I don't like the Raw Announce team in this iteration of it. Uh, so let's let's move on to, to SmackDown. I, I thought wait, Raw was... Wait, wait hold on. We, we buried the lead on Raw. We buried the lead. Wow. Are you talking about Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck was that? What was that? What was that? We had, we, you, had, I love you had me. You had me there. They had the video package playing. It, it was a cool video package. I was like, okay, we're we doing this to Bobby Lashley, reminding people exactly who he is. You had Renee Young there. That means that's top quality interviewer in, in WWE. That's that's the that's the cream of the crop. It's not Charlie Caruso. No offense to Charlie. That's not Dasha. No offense to Dasha. But you're getting the queen the queen of the crop, Renee Young. And they talk about his family for three minutes. Yeah. And 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 his sisters. And he, he shouts out his sister. And there's no conversation on wrestling whatsoever, or what he can do in the ring, or what he's after for, or his motivations, why he returned, any of this. What the they, fuck was that? <laughs> they spent so long on everything. Also, shout out to them not mentioning who he faced at WrestleMania, who he was with, who he's representing, what he, he made was doing. Made a WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and what he was doing, like they don't mention anything about that. I shout out to them for that. I, I'm not even mad at that. But he starts talking about his sisters and they, but one, one thing we're also burying is like, they each had like an, a, a different thing that they, they, they always had with them, like an item or something. And it was like a towel. And one of them had a helmet. And I was like, but like halfway through, I was like, this isn't real, is it? Like, these aren't stories that are actually 
things that happened to him in his life, are they? Like, there's there's no way that these things happen. Like, it was. When are his, when are his sisters debuting on Raw? That's what I got from this promo. I'm like, where yeah. where are those tough tough ladies debuting on Raw? Because this guy, I don't know, I don't know. Great I hat. Think- I, I I don't know if rehabbing his character in that way worked. I, I'm not sure where they go with Bobby Lashley. I'm pretty sure he loved the, the focus on his sisters. I'm pretty sure he, he really he really thought it was dope. But I did not think that it was uh, – I don't think it, it helped him out a lot. A lot. I, I think you keep him off of TV until you have something for him, you know? Like, I, I just really don't know if these things that, like – he's doing really helps. Like, I, I don't know about this character any more than I did before. Like we knew he was an army ranger or whatever the fuck it was when, when he first started, but I don't know. I literally think he has not had one single interesting thing that happened in his life besides <laughs> being let go or leaving the WWE because of alleged racism. So, it's- so that was, but he, he went back and said, did, did you, did you hear about the fact that he had like blackouts? No. Yeah. Um, there was something that, that came out a couple of a couple of years ago where he doesn't remember eight years of his life. Really, and it's at the WWE yeah. period. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure, like he doesn't he, he doesn't remember that period in his life. He doesn't remember that part of his his, his career. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a gimmick. That's a gimmick right there. Dude, it, I, I'm trying a to find a first dates gimmick. I'm trying to find the fucking story, dude. What, what, dude, what was that? Listen, we've seen video package rehab characters. We watched NXT and we saw what happened to Roderick Strong and just the, the U-turn he made after those two weeks of video package. We saw the Hideo Itami video package, which he, honestly he didn't need, but it helped enhance. We saw what they did with Finn Balor and all these other things, just these video packages and these specials and and all these things that sort of helped. <laughs> There was this like, there was this meme that said, <laughs> "We took a hundred takes and that was the best one." And I literally think that's what happened. Like we did a hundred takes of this interview and that was the best one. Like, there's pretty much there's pretty much nothing to his story, and I, I don't know. Like I, some people, somebody was like, "How, how long you got him staying?" And I and they were like, "To Survivor, to uh, SummerSlam." And I was like, "Shit, nigga, earlier." Like I'm, I'm not, I don't know how long he's gonna stay here. I mean, he's not like Alberto Del Rio, where Del Rio is just like, all right, I'm over this. I mean, he might be. Who knows? I don't know Bobby Lashley. I really don't know. I really don't know the man. Um, so I think it's, it, there's a there should be a better opportunity to get to know the man or at least make him seem a lot more interesting than he is. They had a video package of Stephanie McMahon before WrestleMania, like kickboxing and doing all this other extra strong shit. That, yeah. And... And we have Bobby Lashley sitting in the chair with a very nice hat and with a very nice lady talking about his family. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? That's all I'm saying. We can move to SmackDown. I just had to get that off my chest. Very weird angle. I'm, I'm going to put audio from that at the top of the show, just so people can hear how weird that was. Uh, AJ and Nakamura, they are not finished. They are not. Uh, two, two great promos. Two great promos from them both, I will say. Look at his cheek. The poor man it's busted cheap. open his cheek. Oh, man, we did not even talk about that botch where he threw the chair and Nakamura's game. It would have been a great spot had it not bounced back in, in his face. I think Nakamura that. needed to, like, not... Yeah, I don't think Nakamura needed to... I think maybe the force, he, he misunderestimated the force, and AJ threw, threw it harder than Nakamura was actually delivered. Like, like, Nakamura fed the chair to him, basically. He was feeding his knee. 
but yeah. they threw that fucking chair too hard. I think timing is also deals with it as well. Uh, but it's it was just a bad spot. Poor AJ, like his cheek is. Look like he had a look like he had like a portal to hell in his cheek. Oh my god, it was gross. But uh, I, I love what they're doing with Nakamura. Obviously, like everything that they do outside of the ring with Nakamura, I love. Everything yes. inside the ring, it, it's perplexing to me. I have no clue what they're doing with him inside the ring. I don't know what he's doing. Like I said on Sunday, this was a make or break. And do you know how they did how the match ended in a draw? Like that's how my that's how my <laughs> that's how my decision ended. It was like that I can't really call if this was a make or break thing for him because the match didn't end. Ugh. I'm just over it. I'm over it. I mean, I'm ready to have a third match, but I just need a. I just need a finish. Just give me a finish. Third. This is gonna be the fourth one. This will be the fourth one in no, two months. Mills. No disqualification match. How do you fuck that up? And then uh, the, the, well, one thing I did want to note is that Paige did talk about them the, the actual finish of the match uh, and how she did not foresee that it would end that way. Uh, and, and it's really clever because none of us did either. We just didn't like the finish. But they also did not. Talk, they also did not talk about uh, what was going to happen. So I think at Money in the Bank, you will get a last man standing or you don't want to do too many gimmick matches like that. So like obviously not a cage or anything like that. But I, I think either uh, I, I think a last man standing match works. And I think that'll be where you where you do the, the, the title change at, because I think AJ has something bigger lined up for, for SummerSlam. I, I, I really do think he'll, he'll be going against Joe. I agree. I agree. Uh, Charlotte Flair uh, was a part of the Money in the Bank qualifying matches. She went against Peyton Royce, uh, and they had, to me, a, a match that you probably would could have seen on Backlash as well. I don't think the match was, was even be- was any better than the Carmella match, and it, it goes to show just exactly what we said earlier in the show. Like Charlotte does not do very well uh, with opponents that are kind of like not on her level and it proved it. And I think she made Peyton look worse. I think she made Peyton look in this match. I don't think Peyton is as good as people think she is, but that's my hot take, but it's, but uh, if, it, if, 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 if you're the ring general and you're the top of the show, you're at the top of the show and in that John Cena position, in that Roman Reigns position, shit in the Miz, in the Miz position, then you should be able to elevate yourself and work with Peyton's, uh, her, her, you know, her obvious, her obvious deficiencies in the ring. Like I Peyton's agree. a great, he's a great talker, but I like agree. the ring, it's that match was almost like it was in the matrix. It was like, so it was super fucking underwater. I agree. But I mean, look how long it took the Miz to get to that point or Seth Rollins or really anybody at that point, all these name, all these people that you named have been wrestling for umpteen years. Charlotte's really only been wrestling for like five and I'm not cutting her it's too much slack, but because at the same time, you also have to deliver at this, you know, this current WWE product, like great matches is definitely raises your value. But yeah, it's just, you know, it, it, she she just needs to, she just needs somewhere. There needs to be a switch that's flipped or something along those lines, but also SmackDown's a two hour show. So it's also kind of weird. But they gave him. They gave him like twelve minutes. Like they gave him like maybe the second highest time on the show. Yeah, it, it ended up being not a, a good match. But uh, Charlotte did eventually win, and uh, she has in the last two weeks. She, in fact, Charlotte was the only face on SmackDown to win. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> did you hear the breaking news about Charlotte? Yes, her uh, her her. She has to undergo surgery for a a burst uh, implant, but busted implant. I, 
I don't know how does she is a I don't know how you don't get surgery on that sooner. It, she says she's going to still do the European tour and then get surgery. Painful. But if it's yeah, that's kind of painful. And also I don't know if if it's like if it popped, like silicon can get in your body. Yeah. And that, that's that is that, scary. That is kind of scary to continue to be wrestling through this entire show. If I was WWE, I would have took her off tour. So you at least save her for the money in the bank pay-per-view that's coming up. I would have took her off the tour. I, I think that they might try and uh, have her take it easy. Um, I'm, I'm reading into the, the story right now. They, they did take her out of a uh, Comic-Con event in Seattle. Um, so she'll probably... They could stick her in tag matches, honestly, and just have her come out and do a kick or something like that. Just as long as she shows up. Yeah, I still don't think it's it's the best idea. I think you keep her off the tour, and then maybe you highlight other women like Oscar or something. Like SmackDown women's roster is pretty staffed. You guys can do a lot of different things. Yeah, um, uh, moving moving through SmackDown, uh, Andrade Cien Almas is debuting next week in London. I love it. I love it. I, I don't know. Is, is he going to be in Money in the Bank? Um, that would be fucking incredible. I think that would, that would be awesome. That would that'd be a would great be way. Amazing. I think that would be, be great, amazing. That'd be a great way to debut him and to get him into a feud immediately with whoever he uh, decides to face, and he could he could have Zelina blame whoever knocked him off the ladder last. As that that would be his, his feud. Um, I, I think that's a great idea. I, I really love debuts and and. Uh, overseas and stuff like that it gets the guys over it makes them feel important and i think they're they're doing the right thing with andrade and making him feel like he is a blue chipper and and they can't miss talent and i i do have high hopes for him i I just think they need to clear the clear the deck and clear the table and and, you know heat him up and get him ready as soon as possible to me because like i I said he's right debut him against if, if not the money in the bank i would debut him against jeff hardy and have him beat him for the u.s championship in his first night i think he's that good 100 percent I think, I agree. And, and it's in the UK, which is like a weird place to debut somebody who is not, you know, from the UK or has any sort of prior WWE tenure. But they know who he is. The, the I mean, they know who he is. But I don't think you get as I don't know. I don't I don't know the UK and how things go there. Everything's sort of taped. But oh, it's going to be taped. You think we get SmackDown at 3 p.m. again? Yeah. Um, yep. That would be amazing. I would rather watch that. Or you can find the stream. You can find the stream where the, you can find the stream where they're literally, literally like air it live, like as it's going on. One hundred percent good with the stream because that saves me a lot of time um, <laughs> from the stream. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. A, I think you know the roster. SmackDown is such a small show that is just weird because you know it's kind of going to be stop and go with him um, because. Not everyone can be on this two-hour show. Like, for instance, we saw the Bludgeon Brothers on this show, but they were in a video package, and they sort of they went through the sort of tag team division, and that's really the only taste we've got of the tag team division for like the last two, three weeks. So, yeah, it's kind of like, but I'm okay. With that. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with them not being on the show all the time because it helps. No, them it's fair. Cool. Yeah, it's it's also fair. But I would just like I don't know, just a story or something. Um, you, there's hard to build to anything when you know these dual branded pay-per-views are going to have a certain amount of matches and a certain amount of superstars are not going to be on them. So there's not really anything to build towards. But so then you look at it. 
But then you look at it like there's three months until the next big show. And you know that everyone's going to be on that show. You know, That's so true. Summer, SummerSlam's in August. And then after that, you got another three and a half, four months. And then you got Survivor Series and everyone's going to be on that show too. Right. And so like, you got, I think it works, but they have to be very smart in how they do it. Like Backlash wasn't smart. You didn't have the tag team champions on that show. That's unacceptable to me. But I agree. But SmackDown or I'm not sorry, Summer SummerSlam, you'll you'll be able to have all of them on that show because it's going to be a longer show. So it, it, it's a it's a battle that they have to fight. Where it's like you make these regular pay per views four hours, which Backlash almost was four hours, or do you save it for the big show? And and I think it's a it's a balancing act. But I, I do think that Andrade, just off the strength of what he did in NXT and how I know that they they probably look at him in, in the you know uh, in the booking office and backstage and shit like that like they will try and treat him as somebody that is important and I do hope that they have the right feud for him and, and I hope the same for Sanity whenever they show up I really hope that they get something good going with them like just get just an idea like of having the Bludgeon Brothers say we want to play with somebody else and then Sanity shows up you automatically you automatically put them as an important group because they're facing a, a team that hasn't been beaten as to uh, to this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Listen, I like that idea. Uh, do, do you, what did you feel about the booking of Rusev and Daniel Bryan? Um, Daniel Bryan uh, was in a qualifying match, and also we should also mention that the Miz was in a qualifying match as well. It had a, he had a pretty good match with Jeff Hardy, with, which he won. Um, but what did you feel about Rusev beating Daniel Bryan clean on on uh, SmackDown? I like it, Rusev Day. You're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. I think they were using it to sort of elevate. I think you had an opportunity. I don't know if they want Daniel Bryan in these matches, these ladder matches um, just yet. I I don't either. I don't either. And, but I think just you give an opportunity. So then it's like, what do you do from there? So you give someone an opportunity for a very big rub. And I think Rusev is somebody who we've talked about over the last few months about why are they not doing more with Rusev? Why are we not seeing more Rusev? He's one of the most over people in the company. Um, Rusev Day is over, and they seem to be cutting it off at the legs and stuff like that. Um, I think I'm okay with it, but it's kind of weird still. It's kind of weird. Just in the way they sort of ended SmackDown on a sort of tone, like, well, what does Daniel Bryan do from here? I'm like, he lost a match. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, to, to Rusev and he lost he just won a match like three days ago so it's kind of like what do you figure from doing from here um I think it, you know I think I, I believe I believe the casting isn't over I think the casting is going to end up money in the bank uh this is to keep Miz and Brian away from each other the big picture here is that you're keeping these two away from each other and when you look at it that way the loss doesn't really doesn't really hurt and and I love to bring this up to people like Daniel didn't win a lot when he was when he was full time before. Like he wasn't like this huge uh, world beating guy. Like he, he, you know, now the story is he's losing or he's taking losses or he's being beat down and it's making him question himself. Like did he, you know, is he coming back at the wrong time? That you know the the landscape has changed. Yes. Now he's got a big cast. He's got an AJ Styles. He's got a Nakamura. Like, but he's got to face up to these guys now, and it, and it might be a little bit different. And I like that storyline for him. I agree. You know, I agree. I, I, you, we've got to build him back up, but at the same time, also think there's not going to be a lot of opportunities for him um, 
because I don't think they're ready to give him the championship yet, or at least an op- maybe an opportunity, but they're not giving him the belt just yet. I think we maybe even have oh, to wait the entire year. Oh, for sure, for sure, and, and I'm I'm okay with that. Let him get his legs again. Let him get the Miz grudge match over. Which, like, I think if you make that a marquee match at SummerSlam, that could close the show. Yeah, if you treat it as is important, like that could close the show. This is a this is a storyline that is fucking seven eight years maybe in the making. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, it's, I think t- to be honest, you could main event any show. I mean, it's probably not going to main event SummerSlam. But it could main event literally any other pay per view. I think in, if it was if this happened in NXT, it would be main eventing, um, you know, it would be main eventing whatever you know pay per view it is. But it, it's gonna be good. I don't know. I I mean they're doing the match in U, in the UK, so it's gonna be good. We'll see. Um, we'll see. It'll be it'll be a good match. Uh, but that was that was smart. And I, I think all of the doom and gloom about about Brian, chill out. He's he's fine. <laughs> he's gonna be okay. Uh, let, let's get let's let's guess who's who's gonna be in this. Uh, let's guess who's gonna be in this match. So right now we, on the male side, we have Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, and Rusev, and you have one, two, three, four more spots. So you have two matches each. Next week you have a match between Big E. And I believe Sheamus uh, for for another spot on SmackDown. They haven't all announced right. the Raw matches. Yeah. All right. Well, all right now. Okay. And whoever gets into that, they get to pick a teammate to go into the uh, Money in the Bank. I think it's going to be Big E, obviously, going into this, or Kofi. Uh, so I think Big E, for sure, he's a shoe-in. They haven't announced anything else. Uh, that, takes up the, that takes up the next to last SmackDown spot for me. And I think Andrade will be the last spot for SmackDown. I think on SmackDown, um, I'm looking at the roster here. Um, I would say. Well, who do you think the new day is going in? Because that's for sure going to happen. It's Big E. Yeah. It's got to okay. be Big E. So who's um, the last? Who's... I'm going to say. I'm going to say for the for star power, I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Ah, okay. Okay. I'm say Samoa Joe. I like that. I like that idea too. Um, either Samoa Joe or Andrade are, are both really excellent choices. I think they'll both pop Chicago, honestly, yeah. because just who they are. Uh, on the on the Raw side, um, I think Jinder will get his match on Monday because he beat Chad Gable, so he will get his qualifying match. I would hate for them to blow to blow Roman and Jinder on Raw, and I think that yeah, I don't think they'll blow it on Raw, but I do think Jinder is going to be in that match. Um, I really think in my heart of hearts that Roman is going to make it. I think he's going to be in the, in the raw side on the raw man. And you know, uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking if I'm thinking on the raw side, I'm thinking probably, you know, three people right now. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Bobby Roode. I'm thinking Baron Corbin mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, uh, Fuck. Who, where was it? I just had it. Ooh, actually, there's more than three people. Okay. Um, really? <laughs> I mean, t- to me, Dolph Ziggler and or Dolph Ziggler is also a possibility. I also think Bobby Lashley is a possibility. Yeah, I absolutely think he's a possibility. If, if not, Bobby really, Lashley beats gender. That's how I would book it, at least. So Bobby and Roman. 
I don't see Roman. I don't see Roman. In this I, I'm serious. You know, they're the way that they don't know how to book this guy. They're going to fucking book him his second chance match. They might even book with the two people that didn't make, they didn't get uh like the two, like the two runner ups. Like they'll have Sammy going against Roman or some shit like that. I really think they will. That would stink because they're doing all these stupid promos about how everyone wants to be in money in the bank. And I'll be like, even the Ascension, we'll be in money in the bank. I'm like, all right, relax. Okay. <laughs> I, because I think that I, cause I think that, uh, I think Andrade or somebody will face Ty Dillinger who cut a promo, uh, or, or Shelton Benjamin or somebody like that. There's so many play, there's so many jobbers that they could put in that position. But, um, it, if Seth isn't going to be in the match and Seth said he's not interested in Money in the Bank, what do you, who do you think would be his opponent uh, on Money in the Bank in a couple of weeks? He's got to have a match. So give that man. Uh, huh. There's really very. I think Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. I could mm-hmm. see Kevin Owens. I could see Dolph Ziggler. I could see. They're, they're, I think they're sticking him with, with in a tag. I think they're just going to straight be a straight tag. They haven't he hasn't mentioned wanting anything but uh, like tag team shit. I, I think I think uh, Owens and, and Rollins will be a it'll be a great match. Uh, I think so too. Before the, the women's side to me is a little more interesting. Uh, there's only two people confirmed so far. I think the rest you can kind of play by numbers and guess will will happen. Um, I would say someone from Absolution will make it. Yeah, uh, I think that. Well, then you know absolution's dead or whoever uh i think i think manny will be the choice there um i think oscar's a shoe-in obviously Mm -hmm. uh i think and i think becky's a shoe-in i think oscar becky um i would go for alexa bliss yeah that that could work too shoulder injury what the hell is this i don't yeah she I, I don't either because they said that WWE said she had a shoulder injury on Sunday and they haven't brought it up at all. And she, she showed up on raw asking for money in the bank slot on Monday. So I'm not sure what, what was up with that. Like maybe the signals got crossed. I'm thinking maybe Alexa bliss, um, get some bliss action in there. And if I had to choose someone from SmackDown, I would probably say at some point I'd probably go with, uh, I'd probably go with Oscar. I'd probably go with, um, Oh, Oscar's for sure going to be in that match. Asuka, definitely one of the, you know, Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville. And then I would go with Naomi, likely. Naomi. Uh, I, I really also think Ruby Riot will end up in that match somehow. And, and Sasha or, or Bailey. Or, or, or do you do Sasha and Bailey in the match? At this point, I don't even care. <laughs> like, their feud is so like it's secondary now because it just keeps going on and on. But yeah, I mean, I think that, that would be nice. That would be nice if they were both in the match, but I don't think it's necessary. If you wait, actually, um, you have I all think, four horsewomen in the match. Ooh. Oh shit! Imagine, you could. You really could. You could have all four that horsewomen be, in the what? match. But then you have NXT women on the other side. That would be a nice little, you know, you have a nice little stare down in the in the ring. It's well, like, not okay. well, the, they're all NXT, but you know what I mean. Like all of right. the no, other. No, no I understand. You, you do the you yeah. do the little. Yeah. They do the, they do you know the four person stare down in the ring. They get the nice pop, and then the other four girls come in, and they're just like, "Who do you girls think you are? Like we're also in this match, and you know, it's yeah. a, it's a nice I like spot. It. I I think Oscar wins this match. I think Oscar wins on for SmackDown. Here's the thing. 
I feel like usually money in the bank is the person you least suspect about 90% of the time. Um, but it's someone they want to become champion. You know what? I think it's going to be Asuka too. At this point, it makes sense to me. It, it should be Asuka. Um, because she should be here. That, yeah. that raises the profile of money in the bank. I mean, she could cash in that night at that point. She could just say, I'm ready yeah. to have my match now after that ladder match. <laughs> and I, I think you have her beat. I think you have her cash in at Extreme Rules. Uh, then you have her beat Carmella, obviously. I, don't, I never saw Carmella as a long-term thing. So here's um, the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You have one briefcase. And this is a multi-person match. Is there a possibility to use a briefcase on another champion? No, no. They said that they made that rule last year, didn't they? Oh, well, no, yeah, they made that rule. No, it was a SmackDown only match last year, though. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Didn't didn't Paige say that it was it was only for that show though? I didn't I didn't listen to what Paige said. I didn't I yeah, tuned in SmackDown like five minutes too late. <laughs> I think she, she had a promo uh, at the beginning of the show where she said you can only use the briefcase for you. if you win on that show, you have to use it on that show. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Shout out to Paige. I didn't pick her to be GM anyway. So, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus you know, shout out to her ruining everything. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, even if you don't, uh, Ember is a good choice. Uh, and, and I think if you want to heal, I, I don't think you want to heal to win it again. I think you want to face to win it. I think you want Oscar to get the belt. Because I, I think Miz all. to win. Give it a Miz. Miz. No. Put him back in the championship, you know, realm. Like, to me. On. To me, on the on the raw men's side, it's Finn or it's gonna be Roman. It's Finn or Roman. Finn to to further that the heel turn that I really think is gonna happen. But if you want to go with the least possible choice or the person you least expect, then you would probably do Jinder or, or Rusev. I'd probably go with Rusev. Um, but I really want to see. I really, or I mean, it could be Bobby. They could be like, "Yo, we really want to." You know, this is the time uh, for Bobby. Oh shit! You could do Bobby Brock at SummerSlam. Yeah, you could do Bobby. You could do Bobby. Wow, we talk about his hats and his sister and all this other shit. And then Paul Heyman rips him a new one. Because, uh, but, I mean, Money in the Bank, Brock is currently not scheduled to be on that show, but that will be literally, he will, he will have broken punk streak by that time. So, uh, very interesting show. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of different interesting things happening on that show. We'll have to see if we are going to be correct in the next couple of weeks, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that might be your... Uh, that might be your field, your field of challengers for the Money in the Bank. And I think that is going to be it for the show this week as well. Uh, Mills, anything else you want to talk about? Two quick things. Um, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy last night. Really, really uh, yes. Good. Yes, I did watch that last night. I'm so sorry. Uh, they also announced that 205 Live will be facing WWE UK people uh, next week in London. That's beautiful. I love it. I love that. I love that energy. And then second thing, um, the Undisputed Era on NXT is really sexy on the show. And pause, I said that in advance, but it's like a really good look for the show. Like them being the cornerstones of the show is a really, really good look. I love, I really, really love the Undisputed Era. And I don't think I was ever iffy on them, but I was always unsure of uh, how they were going to present these guys. I think the inclusion of Roderick Strong has been extremely, like, strengthening to their brand i love the theme i love the swag i love everything about undisputed era i think adam cole for someone i was not a huge adam cole fan he has turned it the fuck around and he is actually legitimately great on that show as well 
I think the, the sky's the limit for those guys. I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I look forward to what the Undisputed Era does with the UK guys in June next uh, in the UK tour for NXT uh, next month. And I look forward to seeing what Adam Cole does uh, with the U.S. Championship coming up. They actually have NXT tapings tonight and tomorrow of, of this week. So we will have to see what's going to happen if he take over Chicago. And we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. If you, and also, if you're in the New York area, NXT Brooklyn takeover tickets. NXT takeover Brooklyn tickets go on sale on Friday. And are you gonna get? A, are you gonna get a pair of tickets? Or you should, you should wait. I, I'm gonna be there. I think we'll be able to get in. I'm gonna get them, and then if you come, I'll sell them. <laughs> I know it, it's always it's always iffy because something like something always pops up for me. So so like get get the tickets, but have your StubHub ready. Friend, okay. Because all right, I did that last I year. I sold them. Listen, the resale on tickets was pretty. It was pretty momentous. I would, I'll just tell you that. So, um, okay, it's, it's fucking lit. It's fucking lit. So get your tickets for NXT Takeover. We might have some A show things, or you might be seeing the A show in person in New York in August. So get ready for that. But uh, for for meals, this is Justin for the A show. As always, Wait, check on. us out on. Oh yeah, yeah. go oh, ahead. Oh, you, were, you were doing it. I was about to say. What, what you about to talk about playlist? I was about to talk about the lookout. Oh shit! Go ahead. Yeah, I asked you if you had anything else to talk about. Go ahead. The lookout is returning this Saturday, and I know it's a very weird time, and but it coincides with what we're talking about this season on the lookout. And if you don't know the lookout, the lookout, the lookout is a Dragon Ball podcast that I do with Jeff from RSPN, and we do it with a bunch just nerds talking anime. Um, we, we're debuting this Saturday just because it's the day that the androids come to Earth in the Dragon Ball anime. And it's the day that's represented. And this is, we were talking about the android cell saga. And we have pretty funny, pretty entertaining conversations. The first episode is a long one. Um, so if you're into that thing, you will definitely love this episode. And we're going to continue to bring it to you pretty much every week. Um, so stay tuned to the Lookout Podcast on RNC Radio. Um, you can hashtag Lookout RNC and get in the conversation with a bunch of other nerds. I am so excited for that. Uh, you can also you can check out the Lookout coming this weekend. You can also check out RNC Radio. Uh, we had a really good conversation with Anwar Karras that is still up on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also check out RSPN and the Perfect Play Podcast. And I mean. We got some pretty cool shit coming up pretty soon. I can't really like call it right now, but we got a really big show coming up very, very soon for all of you guys who love movies and cinema. It's going to be huge. Mills, Mills is excited for it. Stay tuned, my guys. Like It's going to be I, big. I, I think it's going to be great. And you can also check out all of our playlists on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, we just released the 3-6 Mafia playlist, which I've been listening to all week. It has been a labor of love. Uh, to just get this out and I'm very I'm very happy with how it turned out and I'm, I'm really happy with the response to it I, I've had so many people in the last couple of days asking for a link and I'm very happy about it so you can check that out on the RSB or the RNC radio live account on Twitter sorry about that and you can check out the link you can check out the link there and this weekend for the mothers we have a Mother's Day playlist which is going to be a, what is like basically curated from, from all the RNC members and their mothers and their favorite songs I have to get mine in I have to get my entries in yeah, get yours in. Get yours in. Listen, it's gonna be an amazing time. Oh wow! There, wait, there's pre-sale for NXT. Hold up, I'm I'm here right now, man. Wow. Right. Wait, wow. no, it's American Express. You know, fuck American Express. Where where do you want to sit? Where do you like to sit during like events? So I don't, I don't like unless I'm in the first three rows on the floor. I do not like sitting on the floor. Okay. Um, 
I had an experience at a house show where I was in floor seats, but I was in like row like 16. Uh, I could see, but then there was a um, someone who was wheelchair accessible in the seat behind me, and I felt bad standing the entire time. So I don't mm-hmm. want to sit there. Um, I that like. Was nice. That was really yeah. nice of you to, to do that. Yeah. So I don't. I don't like standing crazy. Um, I like the the just the section right above floor. That's my favorite section. That's my. Um, I I can do higher. I don't want like going the highest. I don't like seeing this from space. Um, Busby seats. Shout out to Busby, Busby. by the way. Uh, Very loyal listener. Um, And yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of those type of seats. So uh, Carlos knows. Like Carlos knows. I'm very like picky with like where I want to sit. Like I'll turn down tickets if I think it's a shitty situation. All right then. So until next time, guys, just drop all my keys on the ground. Until next time, guys, uh, like, subscribe, uh, leave us a comment, leave us a rating on iTunes, uh, leave us some love on SoundCloud, leave us comments, anything. Tell us what we what we should do, what we should talk about, and how we can improve the show. And we will make sure to listen to you guys if it's within reason, of course. Uh, until next time, follow us on Twitter at OG Johnny Five for me and at Mills TV. That is M E E L Z TV on Twitter. Uh, Until next time for the A-Show, see you next week. Peace out. Happy Rusev Day.